Green Visions, Green Ideas. Yeah, welcome everybody to this next episode of our Green Visions, Green Ideas podcast. And as always, we are sponsored by allgoodspeakers.com. Um, our guest today um, is Nicola Jones. And Nicola Jones is the head of publishing for Springer Nature, more specifically for the Springer Nature Sustainably um, Development Goals program. And it's basically um, a program that has been set up new and it deals with how um, the academic research can basically contribute um, to achieving our sustainability development goals. So welcome, Nicola. Thank you very much. I'm really happy to be here to talk to you today, Oliver. Yeah, thanks also for accepting the invitation. So um, can you say something about this new um, program? Um, what is it about and for whom is it? Yeah, so we set up the Spring of Nature SDG program a couple of years ago because um, we recognised that we publish academic research across all of the different academic disciplines that exist. We publish research in books and journals and all of this stuff or much of this stuff has the potential to help achieve the targets set out in the sustainable development goals. But we felt like if we formalized a publishing program around this, we would be able to make kind of better connections to help people do this do this better so what I mean by better connections are to encourage people across different disciplines to talk to each other um, so you so we could bring together let's say environmental scientists with behavioral scientists with with engineers with chemists um, because we have contacts across all of those areas we also wanted to help facilitate the conversations between researchers and policymakers. Um, you know we we believe very strongly that evidence-based um, high quality academic research is is the foundation for advancement and if we can help to get this kind of high quality evidence on the topics set out in the goals into the hands of people who are developing policies to address the goals or who are doing work in the real world that is a way to help with the achievement of the goals. Wow that's actually very, very interesting. <laughs> and also being part of a faculty of engineering where we have so many people with very different interests and competencies also work together. We actually know that it's quite hard. Um, it sounds very easy to bring people together from, let's say, chemistry and biotechnology or whatever. Uh, it also sounds very useful. But practically speaking, it can be very, very hard. What is your experience in this respect? Or how can you um, do it? Or yeah. It, it is really challenging. There are different languages that people speak. There are kind of different publication venues that people go to. Um, it's not it's not a straightforward thing to encourage this kind of cross collaboration. What we try to do as a publisher is to make clear that there is space for people to talk to each other. So we have um, we've set up new journals that aim to bring different disciplines together. So we launched uh, Nature Climate Change back in 2011. And at the time, it was the first journal from uh, Nature Research or the Nature Publishing Group, as it was at the time, that included social science as well as the natural sciences. So they had an economics editor. And we've extended that model with Nature Food and Nature Energy to talk about these kind of big topics that you can't just address by individual disciplines. So okay. we set up publishing venues. We've also um, 
we've done a lot of work to encourage our internal editors to talk to each other. So our editorial structure at Springer Nature is set up very much like a university with discipline experts. And we have set up workshops to facilitate conversation between those different groups. And, and we've had people who have worked in um, you know, different subject areas who may never have spoken to each other before, who have come together and said, well, actually, the people I know are working on this particular problem. Oh, the people I know are working on this problem as well. Um, we should get them together to talk about this. And we have engaged with um, kind of research groups in the outside world to, again, make it very clear that this kind of of multidisciplinary research where people are talking to each other is something that is very, very welcomed in the books and journals that we publish. So we're trying to make sure that what we do is um, is really helping to to create these spaces for people to talk to each other. Yeah, that sounds very important and also indeed um, um, very useful and like a great opportunity because um, I'm also part of several multidisciplinary teams and I know that it's sometimes hard to um, to get published with this because you are easily in between the chairs. I definitely know what you're talking about, but it's but it's really great that you get to that and that you also encourage to work in this new way because I think that basically everybody um, or we can all um, easily see and agree that it's that this is the way to go if we do really want to achieve something in terms of For instance, climate change. I mean, it is it is not just climate change, of course. Um, the SDGs are so big and so diverse um, that it's not just climate change, of course, yeah. No, it's not just climate change, but I think climate change is a really interesting example because you can see how the effects of climate change will make all of the SDGs <laughs> harder to achieve. It's, you know, it's going to impact poverty. It's going to impact health outcomes. It's And, and then when you start to look at the interconnections between the environmental goals and the maybe more social and economic goals, you can see that actually you really, really do need lots of different people with lots of different kinds of expertise working on these problems together. Yeah, sure. But it's not just the program I've just learned, but it's also Springer Nature itself. That um, decided at some point, I think it was last year, if I'm not mistaken, right? That uh, you as a whole business or as a whole company want to become at some point carbon neutral, um, which is the same goal, by the way, that the uh, that also um, University of Southern Denmark and the whole city of Sönderborg, in which we are located, um, are trying to achieve. What is your way and what are your goals? What are the milestones on the way that you want to achieve? Yeah, so you're right. We did, a, it's almost exactly a year ago that we made uh, the commitment to being carbon neutral. So something else I should probably say about the program is that while I manage the publishing side of things, the SDG program actually brings in um, the, the kind of sustainability commitments that Springer Nature make as a business. So we're a large organization. We have about 10,000 people working for us worldwide. We have offices on, I think, nearly every continent. Um, you know, we, we have a big, A big footprint and we're a publishing company we mm -hmm. you know we handle a lot of information there's there's mm -hmm. servers associated with that we print books and journals mm -hmm. there's you know there's paper costs and there's um there's shipping associated with this so our environmental footprint is you know it's not as bad as other industries but it's not you know, it's reasonably significant yeah. so it was quite exciting when um Yeah, a year ago, we committed to being 
carbon neutral for our business operations and employee flights by the end of 2020. So at the moment that is being audited, um, our 2021 no, 2020 Sustainable Business Report will be released on the 8th of April and there will be um, there will be a kind of final final roundup of our progress towards that target in there. Um, but the intention was that we would um, we would reduce business travel. Now, obviously, we were aided in that last year <laughs> by, by a global pandemic. Um we we did uh, significantly cut business travel, um, but we also wanted to continue uh, purchasing green electricity. So in 2018, um, we trebled our purchase of green electricity and the intention, I think about 70, 75% of our electricity purchased in 2019 was uh, from green sources. The intention was to increase this to 100%. Last year, we'd also look at our local offices and um, implement steps to reduce energy consumption there. Again, I think that quite possibly was helped by the fact that most people were not in an office <laughs> yeah. over last yeah. year. Right. right. And then, and then uh, we also were going to use carbon offsetting schemes to balance other um, ah, okay. emissions that we weren't able to reduce. So we. We worked with um, some of our editorial colleagues who have expertise in this area to identify offsetting schemes that we thought would be appropriate for, for spring and nature. Wow. Okay. Yeah, this is quite a big um, aim. So um, I do hope that you achieve it at some point. You told me, or basically, uh, you've written to me fully CO2 neutral, of course, so um, <laughs> digitally, <laughs> that, you are, um, that you are trying to bring the different people from the different disciplines together and that you are focusing on publishing and highlighting the best research evidence and um, that can bring a certain change uh, yeah, into place or um, bring it forward and um, advance a certain change. Is there perhaps one or two cases where you can say these are actually role models of what I'm trying to do here? Yes, I've got a, a couple of examples um, mm -hmm. to talk about. So we it, it's this idea of we want to make sure that the best research evidence is highlighted and that the people who need it are able to access it. So one of the things that we did last year was we worked with the UN Sustainable Development Solutions Network on a virtual conference entitled Science for a Sustainable Future, where we brought together researchers and policymakers to host um, virtual discussions about the ways in which research and policy needs to connect and examples of um, when that's been done very successfully and examples of where perhaps there might have been gaps and issues that may have arisen from that. So we ran this conference last year in October. We had three discussion sessions. We had one on um, food and land use systems, one on urbanization and one on health. And we had, um, because we were able to do this virtually, we were able to have participants from all the way around the world. This was actually particularly exciting for us. Um, so we had, speakers who were based in Nigeria, in Kenya, in Colombia, um, in Singapore, in um, places where 
physical conferences maybe would have been restrictive in terms of participation. We had people who worked on the research side of things, people who worked on the policy side of things. We had some really, really useful discussions about um, you know, what's actually useful, what actually has worked in the past. And we realized through these discussions that one of the things um, that we had not been talking about when we were talking about research and policy was about community involvement and community engagement. And for policy recommendations to translate into behaviour change, this came up particularly strongly in the health discussions, actually engagement with communities was really important. So we want to also see how we can start to um, start to help people to understand what's, you know, what's good scientific evidence and, yep. and what, what they should believe and why this is important. Yeah. Um, and work with other people who are doing those kinds of things. So we have videos from that conference online. Mm -hmm. um, I really recommend people people check them out. It was really yeah. interesting. You can put the link into the podcast. Um, yes. Text. Cool. Yes. I'll yeah. I'll send you the link to those afterwards. Okay. And we're also working with um, with SDSN to develop a white paper that has recommendations for how researchers, how policymakers, and how the kind of supporting infrastructure here. So we mean things like academic journals and research institutions. How all of those different parts of the system can really help with that integration. And then another example of what we've done is um, I think it, I was looking at this earlier I think it actually was 2019 that we launched this it's a new um, publishing format within the journal Nature Energy called Policy Briefs so we or the the editors of Nature Energy looked at articles original research articles that were published in their journal that they felt had implications for policy development mm. so if any kind of you know governments um, at any sort of level, we're thinking about um, progressive energy policy. What what would they need to know? Mm -hmm. And they worked with um, people. I will I will double check the source on this, but I believe it was in the UK cabinet office. Um, they worked with policymakers in the UK to develop a really brief summary of the research mm -hmm. that would explain what the key take home points were. If you're going to develop policy to address this issue, mm -hmm. these are the things that you need to know based on this research. And um, what they've done since then is they've continued to look at research that's published in their pages and basically produce these kind of short summaries. So we think they've been really successful. We've had feedback um, from external audiences that they've been really welcomed. They've really helped to translate the the um, main conclusions of the research into something that's actionable. Super, super. And this basically brings me to my last question because time is flying always um, in podcasts. And I think <laughs> we are basically almost um, at the 20 minutes level um, already. But if you could make one call to action because we have quite a few researchers who also listen to us regularly. Um, so if you can make one call to action and can invite researchers to contribute how would that sound like <laughs> goodness me if i could make one call to action i well, mean if i could make, make many, many but... calls to action <laughs> i think you know researchers in my experience are not always thinking about what the implications 
of mm -hmm. their work in the real world. They may be thinking about what the implications of their work are for, for future research, mm -hmm. which is great and completely valid and should continue to be done. Mm -hmm. I, th I think that piece about what are what can what can somebody who is not a researcher do with this work mm -hmm. is something to really think about the way in which that's drawn out so it may not be through the publication of a research paper that's obviously an important first step but there might be other ways to think about how that message can be translated it might be through more general science communication activities through through twitter through blogging through um um yeah public engagement activities um we provide some community forums for people to to spell out that kind of translation of of what this means so i i think that would be the thing and i know lots of people who are working on environmental issues and sustainability mm -hmm. issues are doing this already mm -hmm. but i think if i could encourage everybody who's doing something that relates to to potential benefit for people in the real world is to just really spell it out and to think about how that message can can get out further and of course to publish that work with spring nature and to contact us for our help yes exactly <laughs> thanks a lot and we will also put that link i guess <laughs> in the text of the podcast thank you so much nicola it has been a great pleasure talking to you today and i do hope that you will see a strong peak now uh, in submissions to springer nature and to the sdg program more specifically of course of springer nature to keep you definitely busy for the next months uh, to come in this pandemic let's hope that it's um, actually over very soon yes i'm looking forward to getting back into the office at some point <laughs> yes same with me and in this um yeah in this spirit i wish you a fantastic um, rest of the week and a good weekend and a happy easter and then yeah we see and we hear each other after easter bye bye great thank you very much